Welcome to the Spectrum Lounge podcast, where we discuss creatives of color disrupting the game in TV, film, and pop culture. I am your host, Rebecca Theodore Vashon, and on this episode, I'm joined by actress Damaris Lewis, who plays Blackfire on the HBO Max original series, Titans. Hi, Damaris. Welcome to the Spectrum Lounge. Hello. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Listen, this season, I just, you know, because we were first introduced to you in yeah. season two. Well, actually, you can tell you can tell our listeners who your character is and what her relationship is to the characters of the Titans. Ah, so I have the luxury of playing Blackfire, who is a Starfire sister. If you're familiar, familiar with the Titans comics, um, Blackfire came to Earth in season two, at the end of season two, looking for something. Um, and so we pick back up in season three with, with her story and how she got here. Right. Yeah. And the thing is like, when we're first introduced to you in season two, at least the, the, the ending of season, the season two, I was like, okay, we're kind of set up like, oh, she's going to be the big bad of season three. Yeah. And when we're, when we pick up again in season three, I think what was so surprising and kind of really beautiful is that we get, they really flesh out not only your character, um, but also the relationship with Coriander. And I, I, I find what's so interesting is that sometimes we have different narratives in our heads, right? So mm -hmm. Starfire had like this certain idea of her family and her relationship to you, like you were the bad sister, right? And yeah. then when we get to see your point of view in season three, mm -hmm. you're like, oh, wait hold on, something's not quite right. And I was telling a friend of mine, I, I jokingly said, I was like, basically, Tamarin is like Wakanda gone very, very raw. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's probably because there's no water. So, uh, yeah, it's a little, little drier, so we're a little angrier. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think, you hit on a, I, hit a, I think you hit on a great point. You said point of view. And yeah. uh, that's one of the beautiful parts of Black Fire. The, the writers have really given her multiple points of view, mm -hmm. uh, especially when you meet her again. I agree. You know, everybody thought that it was going to be, you know, demolish the world uh, the way that mm -hmm. the way that I came in. Uh, and mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're sort of seeing what happens when um, you you have to battle who you are versus who you who you think you should be. Mm. And uh, in order to survive, most of us choose who we think we should be. Right. That's, right. Yeah. That's, that's survival, right? And so I think mm. that what you're what you're witnessing in season three with Blackfire is, is this person who has stayed alive based off of uh, filling the um, the shoes of of who she was trained to be, but mm -hmm. she. But she's got she's got some questions and she's got some things to say because deep down inside, um, you know, she feels like something isn't right. Uh, and right. so I think that this is this is definitely a, you know, it didn't take away from all the horrible things that she's done, but mm. I do I do enjoy um, where we're taking this story with with questioning, but personal questioning. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think one of the things that, that occurred to me when I was watching um, the dynamic between your character and, and Starfire, it really 
brought to mind, like when you read stories of like family abuse, right? How mm -hmm. you'll have one, how you'll have one sibling that will remember one thing very differently. They're usually the favored one. They're like, well, I don't remember my parents being abusive. They were perfect parents. And mm -hmm. Blackfire is sort of pushing back like, no, you're not quite remembering things the way mm -hmm. that I remember them. Um, and it's, so, it's sort of kind of like this, this gaslighting of that, you know, abused child where you're just like, oh no, that didn't happen. Um, did you do any reading or like any research when, when you got the scripts for season three to kind of prepare for that storyline? No, I just used my own. <laughs> um, okay. There's a lot of elements. I'm a, I'm a kid who grew up in Brooklyn. I'm, I'm from Coney Island. Um, yes. I grew up on the pro I grew up in the projects. Shout out to Coney mm. Island. So I grew mm. up on the projects, but my projects were on the beach. Right. Um, so to my left, you know, I had gunshots and to my right, I had ocean waves mm. and I, um, you know, my family's West Indian, uh, mm. grew up in the church, uh, many different elements to the being that I had to be growing up. Uh, the person in the church was not, was not necessarily the person at the party was not necessarily the calm person on the beach. And so mm. for this particular role, no, I didn't. I, I, I've said this before, I, mm. I study animals when it comes to um, my roles. So mm. this particular role, there was a lot of time spent looking at videos of um, cheetahs and jaguars and how they interact with, um, with their tribes, mainly because they have to... They're all about... I mean, animals are all about survival, but at the same time, kind of like humans... They get mm. angry, right? Mm. And in order to survive, they cannot hold that anger. And so I think that when you're looking at um, Starfire, I think it's the same thing that I said previously about Blackfire. She's also trying to survive. Mm. So there was a lot of information that I was that was already there, I think, because of the past two seasons where you see her interacting with the Titans and you don't fully know about Tamarin. Um mm. But you know enough, and they're, they're, she's giving enough to them that it helps her survive. It helps her keep this family, right? Mm -hmm. um, they don't know everything about Tamron. So my research for the show, for Blackfire, really just came from watching the first two seasons. Um, looking at, you know, animals that are perceived to be uh, disastrous, who are actually just being themselves. You, we call them killer whales, but mm. they're orcas. You know, they're 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 animals, and they protect their young just like humans do. But the second humans or people um, can't control something, right? We love, we love to label it as a problem, mm -hmm. uh, and you fear what you can't control. So a lot of my research for this role really came around um, control. And uh, the different psychological uh, places that you need to be in for control. There's some. There's good. There's great control, right? They're stopping at the red light mm. so that somebody else can pass. Um, but then there's controlling parents and situations that are going to create a kid like like Blackfire. So there's a lot of multitudes that went into creating Blackfire, but a lot of it just came from the complexity of my story growing up in Brooklyn. 
Right. Um, so the, I think it was episode four that's titled black fire. And that's when, um, because at the beginning of this, uh, the beginning of the season, we see that Starfire is sort of having like these psychic, like these dreams or like these visions. And it's mm-hmm. basically you reaching out to her because you've actually been captured by yeah. the scientists for research. And the scene where you guys finally meet each other, where you confronted each other, like I actually teared up when I watched that because there was just so much pain where she says to her, where you, your character says to Starfire, like, you were my sister, like, you were supposed to protect me, you know? Right. And it was just, right. there was just so much rage and pain and hurt. And I think that was the moment where you're just like, okay, I see where Blackfire is coming from, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, it's like, like you said, originally, we think in season two, like, you're coming with, like, doom and destruction. But now when I think about it, I think deep down, there's still, like, this little girl in Blackfire that is still looking for approval. For, mm-hmm. from her sister right and so it was just like so it just recontextualized everything and just like going yeah. forward in the in the episode so um Anadia of course plays your sister uh Starfire what has it been like working with her and it, like your professional working relationship uh and a joke and a joke thank you <laughs> yeah. um Anna's great it was definitely a sisterly I would say um relationship when it came to playing off of each other for the for these characters right because both of us have to come from two different places I Mm -hmm. personally I'm new to the show Mm -hmm. right so I'm new to the show there's a pandemic uh it wasn't a lot of time to hang out right before we filmed but we did train together um Mm -hmm. I think a lot of our acting style came from training together and, Mm. and and learning each other's fighting styles. Um, right. Because Tam- Blackfire is fresh off of Tamarin, so I'm a little bit more um, in tune, I would say, with with the classic ways mm-hmm. of that we were taught. And then um, you have somebody like Anna's character who's been on Earth for a little bit. So there's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we took that training and then we added that to the screen versus versus vice versa. Right. Um, what I loved too was the episode, like after um, Starfire rescues your character, and just the interaction that you have when you're introduced to the Titans. The scene where <laughs> I'm sorry when she meets uh, Beast Boy Superboy. and Superboy, <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, just." She was a Superboy. She was like, "Just wash him and bring him to my chambers." <laughs> that had me dying. I was just like, oh my God. Because the thing with, with Blackfire, and I love how you play her, is that she's just, like, throughout, like, even the way that you carry, like, she's so regal. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it was just like, well, of course I want him. You know? And Starfire's like, no, that's not how it works here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, you finished. Oh, no, I was just saying, how was it, like, shooting those scenes? I thought it was hilarious. Gosh, Blackfire is a, the funnest character. Mm-hmm. Um, before this, I got to play a character named Jasmine Wintour on Pose, mm-hmm. um, who was also very, very, very regal. Mm-hmm. And um, I will say that I enjoy, I mean, I, I personally carry myself on on the more of a regal side in real life, but um, mm-hmm. it's, it's such a joy getting to play in the regal space when mm-hmm. it comes to a character because I feel like now, especially with the wellness movement, mm. um, which I prefer to call it a way and not necessarily movement because movements end, but mm. we are, we are 
introducing words to our lives that are kind of similar to the ones that we've read in textbooks about kings and queens, right? Yeah. I am I am amazing. I am great. I, I am love. I am power. I am strong. Um, and so for me, doing those scenes was really great because because my soul felt good, right? And, and even <laughs> in those moments, how often have you gone have you gone to a party and you see a guy and you're like, damn. <laughs> Ooh, what the things I could do. Like, mm-hmm. And like all of us know that feeling of just like at like nothing else matters in that moment. I just got to Wayne Manor. I'm sitting here trying to figure out where I am, what's going on. I clocked this man mm-hmm. and all that goes out the window. <laughs> <laughs> immediately and brought to my chamber right um you know just the fact that she thinks she has a chamber it's it's so it's so nice to see because like she's still she's still surviving thinking that way Mm -hmm. right like she she she's okay (laughs) she might she might have this regal viewpoint of life and very 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 different but i we know we love to joke on um people who didn't struggle financially mm-hmm. um we love it we love we love to to think that in order to to be great you have to you have to struggle financially and i think that that's a really interesting moment for blackfire because she never let up no. She's like, <laughs> and stuff like, yeah, no, we don't do that. And she's like, the green one's not yours. And she's like, no. And then I'm like, well, who's going to do that? And like, no. So, you know, like, it's really interesting that she she has to, um, mm. she has to live for herself. Right. Um, but she knows who she is. And uh, she's clearly, she's clearly not, not uh, letting that up, I would say. Right. I think what was, was really great is this surprising development um, where, you know, Blackfire and Superboy are kind of like bonding with each other. That that would have, to me, that was like the least like I would have never thought of them together, but it makes total sense because they're both outsiders, right? Because, you know, Connor Kent, Superboy is, is also fighting identity issues. The fact that he's, you know, shares DNA with Superman and Lex Luthor and um, mm-hmm. what's it, and Joshua Orpin, of course, is super cute. So what is what has it been like working with him? Uh, Josh is my favorite. Um, J- J- that you'll see uh, the the I don't know when this will air, but uh, episode episode eight that mm. drops tomorrow. Things get things get hot. Ooh. Oh yeah, you know when I saw last week's episode, I was like, I think something's gonna happen. <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow's episode, things get hot. I um I was really 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 lucky to be paired with Josh. Mm. Uh, Josh. Josh is Australian. Mm. It was really beautiful spending so much time with another person who whose culture values quality of life first. Mm. And so I, I learned a lot from Josh this year, mainly because, you know, I come from New York, you know, don't sleep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you no know, sleep, you know, you know, quality of life isn't always the first thing that you get taught um, is most important, right? right. It's, it's, it's survival. And somebody like Josh, um, who thinks so differently, mm. it was really, I think it also played into our characters, mm. right? Mm. Where, where you have these two very different people, um, but maybe there's something about the other one that the other person 
wishes they had Mm. and maybe and maybe vice versa um and so i think you'll you'll definitely get to see uh some more play with that but i can't i can't say too much but you you gotta watch episode eight (laughs) the way josh plays that character i love how he has like that innocence of like clark kent and then he'll just switch into lex with where you'll see like the really intelligent brilliant side so it's it's really kind of cool to see him kind of go between both roles um well one of the things that i wanted to talk to you about was when you were introduced in episode in, in season two i was living for those cornrows i was like yes, oh, yes. these are everything and the, the way you're here wearing yeah, your hair good. yeah in season three so what was that your idea to have for black fire to have cornrows or was that yes mm, oh <laughs> i love it uh, I- I worked dil- diligently um, on Blackfire's hair and clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, I brought in, uh, for her clothes, I brought in uh, two, two women named Kathy and Lori from a company called Call and Response Clothing. Mm. Um, we made all of Prince's clothes. Uh, the last couple of years that he was here, Prince was my dear, dear friend. Um, so I, that's really beautiful that I get to work with them. But the, the hair mm-hmm. um, is going to be something that comes out of left maybe, but I wanted to show her scalp. Mm. Um, being introduced in season two as an alien on another planet, mm-hmm. we didn't know where we didn't know where her story arc was going to go, and I wanted to ensure that her scalp was showing so that we could do whatever hairstyle we wanted. Mm. Um, for the next season. So it didn't necessarily, it wasn't necessarily just a wig change. And then I also too, um, wanted to, again, back to the blackness has no bounds. I really made it a point to include hairstyles that can be done by people with multiple hair textures mm-hmm. since there's so many hair textures, um, which is why we get to the Senegalese twists in mm-hmm. season three. So I worked really hard with Stacey Mer- Merriman, who's our hairstylist on the show. She's Guyanese mm. and I'm Katisha. I'm Katisha and my family's from St. Kitts. So uh, we already had a very um, deep bond there being West Indian in our business. But for the Senegalese twist for season three, again, same thing. I wanted to be able to give her a different hairstyle every every episode mm. and also show, also show people that, yes, we have this texture, mm-hmm. but it can do it. It can do everything. So the... The cornrows were an introduction mm-hmm. to you know, she was she was harder she was she was much harder when she had the cornrows in yeah and uh, we all know how it feels to get those new cornrows and, and feel like you could take over the world yes um, <laughs> and, so, and then um, and then um, you start seeing um, her attitude matches her hairstyles as as the as season three progresses, all of that is intentional. Right. Yeah. No, the funny thing is like, I've done, you know, braids, twists, I've done all sorts of things, but cornrows, I had not like in my adult life. I think the last time I had one cornrows was maybe when I was like 12. Um, really? and, yeah, and then I just recently got cornrows. I just started wearing cornrows like last month. And I got to tell you, it's, it's just a different energy and like a different vibe. So- right. I mean, I have a I have them in right now um, <laughs> because um, because I'm so, you know, I'm really, really, really big in the wellness space. Um, one of the things that I think about often is how much black women do not reap the benefits of water. Mm-hmm. Um, 
We don't swim much. We don't. And this is not a collective. Uh, obviously, there's many who do. Right. But for for the most part, um, if you've got a weed, if you've got, you just got your hair done, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to spend every single day in a bath that week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I personally know the healing benefits of being in water and the steam room and the sauna and sweating and working out. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what cornrows do for me. It's a, it's a universal way of saying I can do what I want. I can take a shower. Um, I can take a steam shower. I can take a bath. I can work out. Mm-hmm. I can do all of these things and still go to dinner that night. Um not to say that I can't do that with my fro because I love my fro, mm-hmm. but I think that with our particular society, uh, a cornrow style really allows for a multitude of events that you can do for your body, especially when it comes to healing. Right. Um, healing techniques. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also, who is doing your makeup? Because number one, just, who yeah. is like your skin <laughs> is just luminous. And I'm like, I have to ask her about her skincare <laughs> regimen because I got to get on it. But, I mean, I'm sure genetics play a part, but do you have like a daily, like certain products or certain things that you do to keep your skin looking healthy? I do. I'm obsessed with skincare. It is my favorite thing in the world. I treat my skin like a plant. Mm-hmm. I treat my hair. I treat, I treat my body like a plant, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you want to keep it hydrated. You want to keep it, uh, give it some sun. Um, I massage my face every single day mm. um, I, I make sure blood flow is getting to my face no matter what um, I keep my face ridiculously hydrated if my face is dry um, I will probably find something immediately <laughs> I go through different phases mm-hmm. um, I like to wash my face with pure aloe um, I will say I give it to my mom I do have great I do have great genes <laughs> but every, every single thing comes down to what I eat right so Whatever I eat is going to show up uh, in 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 the form of my skincare. So if I eat too much sugar, mm-hmm. um, you're gonna see, you're gonna see those pimples. Mm. So um, basically, your your face is a map of your insides of your body. It's a it's a Eastern way of looking at things, especially with acupuncture. And mm-hmm. um, I ensure that I'm eating really well so that my gut's happy. Because if your gut's happy, your face is happy most times. Right. Um, the face of the whole, the skin, the skin is just a giant map of emotions. Mm. So depending on how you feel, um, your skin is going to let you know what's going on in your body. So food is going to be a number one thing for me. I do, you know, I do cleanse and I do put bombs and I face mask and I sheet mask and I do all the things, but honestly, I love my skin mm. and I know it can feel that I love it. Mm. So when you're massaging it, when you're treating it well, um, just like if you talk to plants, right, and they grow, <laughs> yeah, um, it's no different. So I love on my skin every single day, and and luckily it, it it rewards me with with looking good. But on the show, we have a brilliant woman. Her name's Julia. She's from Germany. Ah, um, yes, uh, and uh, Julia beats this face, honey. <laughs> Julia this face she has it down it is beautiful i absolutely am honored that i got someone so gentle and kind and funny um to do my makeup Mm -hmm. uh and yeah if if i take you know it's a group effort if i take care of my skin then her work looks good Mm. if her work work looks good then i look good (laughs) so it's a 
it's a cycle. Right. Um, I did want to ask you, because um, earlier this week, I interviewed Yaya DaCosta, and she has a new show coming up, Our Kind of People. And everyone knows that she was, you know, she was a model. She was one of the finalists on America's Next Top Model. And I was asking mm-hmm. her about transitioning from modeling into acting. And she was saying that, you know, very early in the business, there was some pushback that people didn't kind of really take her seriously. They're like, oh, you're a model and you're trying to be an actress. Um, and you're, you're a former model who's now transitioned into acting. Did you face something similar? Like when you entered um, the, the business, when you decided to, that you wanted to act, did you feel like people were kind of like, I don't know if we should take her seriously? Um, I faced something similar internally. Mm. Um, I had to, there's a lot of healing that has to occur about who you think you are when you make the switch over from acting, from modeling to acting, mainly because you've spent, I, you know, I started modeling in 2005. And um, when you spend so long thinking that your best attribute is outside of you, mm. uh, and then you switch to a career where your best attributes come from inside of you, um, and outside, but mainly inside, right? Your acting, your your ability. Um, it's really hard to to believe people mm-hmm. when they tell you that that you did amazing, mm-hmm. right? Because it it takes a while to believe that that you're an actress if you've spent 15, 16 years of your life telling yourself that you're a model. You have to you have to mentally change your label, which is kind of crazy. You're just switching the box that you're in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean this this will never change for me. I'm I'm one of the tallest actresses I know. Um I'm five eleven. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so I'm five eleven and I you know I put on heels on you know at work and there is a there is a um judgment that comes with what I look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only thing I can do to change somebody's mind about that is be myself. Mm-hmm. It's up to them if they're going to, it's up to them if they're going to change, if, if they're, if they're going to see me differently. Right. right. Um, but if, if I spend any time focusing on that, then I'm going to lose out on work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I get to set, I got a lot of presence. I love my height. I love being tall. It's another reason why I absolutely adore playing the superhero, there's really not that many people my height um, mm-hmm. in the business who look like me. And I love that. Um, but it's a fact. Uh, I'm very tall. And so, <laughs> um, so I, I understand. I actually do understand um, when people see me at work and they automatically go, oh, well, she's she must be dumb, right? She, mm-hmm. she, she must not be. Uh, because that's the rap that we get models yeah. and, and truth be, told, truth be told models are some of the smartest cats in the world. The, mm. the amount of mental, mental stability that you have to have to travel alone mm-hmm. by yourself every day mm-hmm. to different countries that you don't speak the language to. Uh, if it wasn't for modeling, I, I definitely wouldn't be where I am acting wise. Modeling prepared me for this job. So, um, yeah, there are days where it's super hard because you want to be accepted by your peers. Uh, and then you go home and you just remember that you're phenomenal. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and, and you call your friends and you cry and you get through it. But I can't I can't force anybody to see me see me differently. The only thing I can do is show them. And that's it's up to them if they want to jump on jump on the boat or not. Right. Well, you know, talk uh, what you're saying. It reminded me when 
um, HBO Max dropped the first promo pictures of Blackfire in her costume, and I was just like, oh my god, that costume is so awesome. <laughs> So how did you feel, like, when, like, did you see the concept design? Was that something that, you, like, was it more like, oh, here's your costume? Or was it more like, oh, do you, was there any input or, or like, any suggestions? Oh, gosh, you know, I'm, I'm a completely hands-on person, mm. so uh, LJ Super Suits, um, we we did everything together. They showed me the concept art. I cried, mm. uh, and then we really went in and designed that suit. So there's there's the, the, there's amethyst in it. You know, my jewelry on the show is is, is actual amethyst. Ooh. It's actual rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to a rock store in Kensington Market in Toronto, uh, and we picked out the rocks that we wanted. So my suit is is no different. Um, the suit uh, mirrors a lot of the clothes on the show as well, but the this, this suit is liquid, it's water. Mm. Um, and they wanted it to flow like that. And so, yeah, I was there in every fitting um, to the point where I'm, I do, I'm, I am a dancer. So I, I was lucky enough that I can do a lot of my, a lot of my stunts, even though Alima, my stunt double is amazing. Mm. So in the fittings, in the fittings, I would, I would sometimes if I say, okay, well, I can't move my arms for this particular move. I would go into a handstand mm. and then they would, and then they would fit me in the handstand so that when the finished product happened, it was mobile enough for me right. to do that when I got to work. Mm. So it was, it was truly a group effort. I've never experienced anything like that. I would suit up any day of the week. <laughs> um, and I absolutely adore them. Yeah. Adore them. Yeah. And the, and the fan reaction. So since you've been on the show, what has been, what has it been like as far as like interacting with the fans online, like Twitter and Instagram? What is that experience? Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's one, it's been, honestly, it's been one of the most beautiful things for me. I'm not a big, I have it, but I'm not a big social media person. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't keep the apps on my phone. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a tweet one day from someone that said, um, Damaris logs in, posts something and logs out. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's pretty true. Um, <laughs> that's kind of accurate but um uh I have enjoyed so much again I I used to live a 2d lifestyle Mm -hmm. right so when something something happened for me it was it was in a magazine and there wasn't that much hype around it even though I was I've done really big jobs Mm -hmm. um seeing the fans react in real time to me the person, my voice, my movements, um, is, is actually really healing for me. Yeah. Uh, being a person where before it would just be like, yes, that pose is amazing. And, and seeing them, seeing them laugh at, at something I said or way I said something, mm. um, or my hair or, or seeing them go crazy over the jackets that I have on knowing that I know the women who designed them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been, it's, I've, I've gotten so much love. I'm, I would, I would, I would, I would, I'd want to use the word overwhelmed, but I'm not overwhelmed by it. Um, it's, it's a beautiful thing when people can collectively come together and enjoy something, especially during a pandemic. Mm -hmm. So man, the Titans fans are bar none, man. They are the most hilarious fans (laughs) that get made. Oh God. Um, just, uh, just uh, if they're listening to this, just know that I always have the biggest smile on my face when I log into my 
my Twitter or my Instagram accounts because I feel I really truly truly feel that the parts of me that they know uh, are loved um, and that means a lot. Great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. I can't. I'm looking forward to episode eight. So I like you said, uh, new episodes of Titans drop on HBO Max every Thursday. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, yeah. So how many how many episodes are in the season? So we're on episode eight right now. There'll be 13. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. this season is spicy. I'm, I'm really looking <laughs> to see what happens. And I'm like, this is such a beautiful cast. Like everybody is so good looking. Oh my God. I would be so distracted. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so can you tell our listeners where they can find you on social media? I know you're not on social media a lot, but where they can find you on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, I, po- I do post. I do post. Yes. Uh, both my uh, my Twitter and my Instagram are both at Damaris Lewis, D-A-M-A-R-I-S-L-E-W-I-S. And then if you want some grounded wellness feels, um, my website is saramwellness.com, which is S-I-R-A-M wellness.com. And that's going to be uh, my wellness blog. Perfect. Yes. I'm going to be looking out for that. Um, Thank you again. And thank you listeners for tuning into another episode of the Spectrum Lounge. See you on the other side.